is up guys? It is Nick Talbot and this is the Thundersticks Podcast and today I am joined by your host Ben Kreider. Thank you Nick for the great intro. Uh, I gave him reins through the intro this time. Uh, hopefully you guys like it but um, today we are going to be going over um, the Jazz Thunder game tonight. Some of the key players that we are looking out for and just what we think the keys to the game are. And the final score. Absolutely, and the final score as well. So going into the game, the Thunder are 1-0. Obviously, we snuck right by the Charlotte Hornets. It was close. It was Real too close, close for comfort. Absolutely. We had a 13-point lead with two minutes to go. They actually went on 18-5 run, got it to 107-107, and SGA pull up. Hits, Bang! Hits the game. I'm surprised they gave him a three. Like, cause watching no, I don't the, think that was a three. It wasn't. Well, they uh, gave him a three to start with, but then they took oh, it down. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. So he hits that shot, like 23-foot pull-up. They won 109-107. And the Utah Jazz are entering this game at 1-1. Coming one off and, a loss. Yeah, 1-1. One one. They're coming off a loss. They lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 111-116. to That must be a rough loss. Um, very well could be. I bet the locker room wasn't too happy after that one. <laughs> maybe I mean, the locker you just room. Lost to the, you just lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves at the end of the day. Yeah, maybe the locker room is not in good spirits. But um, the Thunder, you got to think after that win, they're on they they're in good spirits. So um, entering this game, just the the team leaders in points for the Thunder, it's SGA. He dropped twenty four points in the season opener, and for the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell is coming in with 20.5 points per game. Rebound-wise, Al Horford, he got 13, 13 rebounds. That was a big boy playing big boy ball. Absolutely. He did great. He did great on the glass. Uh, he just needs to he just needs to find a shot. Yeah. I, I, I think you talked about this in your previous I podcast. sure did. He left yeah. it a little bit short. He um, did, but he needs to but, there's a couple things he needs to work on, but he's doing a good job. Yep, and for the Jazz, Rudy Gobert has been averaging 17 rebounds, so he is kind of <laughs> going crazy. Assist-wise, SGA, he had nine in that debut, and Donovan Mitchell had five assists in his two games. Now, going into the players um, that are going to be gone, Thunder, Ty Jerome, he's still out with that uh, left wrist. We don't really know what's going on there. And then Trevor Reza, he's also still gone for personal reasons. The Utah Jazz have no injuries, so they have a strong 15 unless half the team somehow gets COVID. COVID. Like March 11th or whatever day that was. Yeah, so hopefully history does not repeat themselves. I think they did play in the bubble, but we all know. I mean, we all know what happened with it was really a shot heard around the world that happened in Oklahoma City. Yep, start things all off. Uh, we're bringing it back. Is it? Is this game in? Um... It is in the peak, if that's what you're asking. It's our first home game of the year. Yeah, so we're going to have we're our We're starting a three-game homestand. Really? So we it's have... It's going to be uh, the Jazz. It's going to be the, the Orlando Magic. And then I think we have the... We're, we're welcoming home Stephen Adams for the first time. Really? On uh, New Year's Eve, I believe, if I can remember. Wow, it's gonna be, that's going to be one to watch. We'll make sure to keep you up to date. On that one, so they're gonna have their three-game homestand. Um, the Jazz are gonna be back. Um, last time they're there, obviously back in March. The projected starting lineups uh, for the Thunder: it is going to be SGA, George Hill, Lou Dort, Darius Baisley, and Al Horford. And for the Jazz, they're gonna have a point guard, Mike Conley, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Bojan Bagdanovic, Royce O'Neal, and Rudy Gobert. Yeah, so 
in this game, what Thunder players do you think are going to shine? Uh, this game, I think that there's going to be some explo- exploitation, possibly at the guard position. Um, Donovan Mitchell versus SGA. That's going to be a that's going to be one to match. I'm going to assume that's going to be what the what the matchup's going to be. If I was uh, Coach Dagonalt, that's what I'd make the matchup be. Um, that that's, that can have a it can go one of two ways and go great for uh, for SGA or and it might be a rough night on defense or it could be great for SGA and it could be a good night on defense. And another matchup that I'm looking at is going to be the center position, which is going to be Al Horford and Rudy Gobert. So do you think it's going to be like a, a good night for SGA? I mean, he had... It's going to be... I, I think this is SGA's team this year. I think this is his team to take wherever they are destined. Um, and I think that uh, SGA, he does have the ability to make this a great night against Donovan Mitchell. Absolutely. And I do think uh, I will have to agree with you here. I'm going to go into my key points in a little bit. But with SGA, I mean, he did have a, I'd say a pretty strong performance against the Charlotte Hornets in the season debut. I mean, he dropped 24 points on 8 of 20 shooting, 7 boards, 9 assists, and 34 minutes of play. So he's kind of doing a little bit of everything. I think, I mean, he's going to have that role once again. Um against the Utah Jazz, he really was being a little bit selective with his shots. With his like, shots yeah, yeah, he kept trying to drive in. So I will talk about it in my key point, and I think we'll, you know, we'll just go into that in a little bit. Yeah. But I think he may need to expand his range a little bit. If he is able to get hot from there, oh my goodness. Mama, there goes that man. I as, think as Mark, Jarrett, uh, Mark Jackson says. Yeah, I think he, he could be set for a really, really strong night. Another guy, I think Darius Baisley, uh, he had a really good performance, yeah. not only on the offensive end, but also uh, on defense. defense. Yeah. He dropped 15 points on 7 of 12 shooting. I told you that guy's opener. great. You guys have heard me. I give that guy high praise for a reason. Yeah, so he had 15 points. He had 10 rebounds. And on defense, he only had a steal and a block. But it really looked like he did such a great job on the defensive end. He has Royce O'Neal here, who, I mean, Royce O'Neal, Really, all his career, he hasn't been like a straight up power forward. Like he's in a spot where he's not comfortable, not where he's used to. Well, guess I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of trivia. How tall do you think Royce O'Neal is? Six seven. He's six, six foot four. Six four. He's playing, six. Yeah. Playing power forward. Yeah, he's six foot four That's, playing power forward. And D Bays. So. Well, what's D Bays' height? I think Baisley. I mean, really, it's kind of disputed. I mean, I think. People are commonly regarding him as like six foot six seven. He's regarded as six foot eight, but six foot I mean, eight. there's been reports that maybe he's even grown a little bit, and he has like seven foot wingspan. So the height advantage, it's obviously on Baisley's side. That's now, something that he has to exploit all night, and I think that this would be a breaking a breakthrough game for Darius Baisley. Yeah, and I I do too. I mean, he's playing Royce O'Neal. I mean, when was the last time Royce O'Neal did good? Royce Royce O'Neal is actually a pretty solid player. <laughs> Perimeter defense, like, he's a really good small ball guy. Uh, I think whenever you're running Go Bear in a lineup like that, it, it kind of, it's kind of weird. But Royce O'Neal, you don't want to just, like, undervalue Maybe, him because yeah. he is a pretty solid guy. It's just, I mean, Baisley has that height advantage. I think if you want to stack Baisley up to O'Neal, if I put Baisley and O'Neal in, like, a race, I'm probably picking Baisley. Like, Royce I'll O'Neal. I'll pick all day long. Yeah, I mean, O'Neal's more like... He's got a bit of a bigger, burly frame. I think uh, I think Baisley's more like thin. I think he's a little bit faster. So 
I think with that height advantage and just speed wise, if he's able to get around Royce O'Neal, it's absolute wraps because Royce O'Neal just does not have the spring in his step to get up there and block him like from behind. Basically, totally can. And just on offense, man, like when he's got a full head of steam, get out of the way. We saw that posterizer on Chandler Hutchinson in the playoffs. Come on, that guy can Ooh. that guy can fly. Yeah, so I, I think he had a really strong debut. And I think with this little matchup um, with Royce O'Neal being like their primary power forward, they should have a pretty solid time. Now, one surprising thing, I mean, they have Joe Ingles off the bench. I don't really see him as a power forward guy. He can shoot, though. Yeah, he can shoot the lights out. So he's a bit of an underrated player for the Utah Jazz. I think we all remember. Uh, What year was it? Was it 2018 playoffs? When they beat us. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't want to uh, remember that series. Joe Ingles went that off. Was one, well, we had Paul George. We had playoff yeah. P. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That Ingles George matchup, you can't forget about it. So I don't know. Maybe he can go off. I think off the bench, he's a sleeper. Jordan Clarkson, he's a guy who can provide that quick spark off the bench. We've seen games where Clarkson can drop like easily twenty points. And if you're gonna compare our bench to Utah's bench right now, at least at the shooting guard position. It's a little bit weird because we do have guys like Hamadou Diallo playing at the shooting guard. And I'm not so confident, at least right now, with this defense. I think Clarkson on Diallo. I'd probably pick Clarkson. I, I think, would, too. Yeah, I mean, but Hamadou needs to, he needs to step, step up, it up a little bit. I think he, he does have a tendency to go for the big plays. that leaves him, you know, kind of in vulnerable spots. And he ends up fouling a lot. But, yeah, I think Clarkson could be set to go off. If Dort is on the court with him, I don't have any issues because Dort is really good uh, perimeter-wise. So I think Clarkson would be shut off then. But I do think that we do need to be monitoring um, Jordan Clarkson. Now, just a little bit of, like, an underrated thing. I did not like the rotations that we saw in the season opener. And I was complaining a bit about it in the podcast that I did, the last one I did, they had lineups where I believe they had Dort and Diallo together. I think the five were SGA, Maladon, and then they had Dort, Diallo, and Baisley. Like, that's an ultra-small ball lineup. Yeah, and the that thing, does not work. With yeah, me. I think the thing, like, on defense, it was cool, but it just was not, like, I didn't really enjoy it that much because Dort and Diallo just cannot shoot that well. And it puts guys like Teo Maladon, a pick-and-roll player who needs really like straight-up isos or just a screen and then three shooters like outside. He needs that about every time. And with, I mean, we don't have, um, what is it, Frank Jackson anymore. Yeah, so, that was a mistake. I'm still, I'm still upset yeah, about that I one. I mean, the spacing's all messed up a little bit. So I think Maladon, whenever you pair him with Diallo, I don't think you're going to get the best version of him. I think the rotations will need to be fixed up just a little bit. I think if the rotations are fixed up... We can be a solid team. Well, I think if we're just looking at the the game versus the Jazz, like... We can have a solid game against the Jazz. Yeah, I want to see see a lineup where, let's say, you swap Diallo out for like a Kenrich Williams who... I mean, he's not that known for shooting, but he can shoot at times. He can shoot at times, yeah. And then Poku, maybe we can swap him out for the other uh, Dort, I guess. 
Poku shot O of six from three. Yeah, I um, think I think he needs to. Like I said, he. I think I said this on a previous podcast. He's at the green light right now, and I think he needs to slow, slow it, down it down a little bit. And but I mean, if he does have those wide open shots, I say why not take them? I don't. I, I, I don't mind the wide open shots. It's the ones where he's getting like closed. Yeah, down yeah. Like, and yeah. I think in a lineup where it's Maladon, SGA, Williams, you know, Poku and Baisley, hell, like you could put. Mike Muscala out there, even. He's good, too. Money Mike. Yeah, you just need to surround Maladon with some shooters. And I think he will have a chance to go off because he did show some really bright plays uh, in the preseason, or not the preseason, the season opener. So I think just surround him with better players, uh, at least that fit his play style and things, should be a little bit better for him. Now, the keys to the game, I think number one, I mean, we were chatting about this before we started the podcast. It has to be the three ball. In our opener, we, we shot, shot four. Yeah, we shot 10 of 36 from the three. Do you know what percent that is? That's less than 25. That is right above 25. It's, it's right above. Yeah, It's 27.6. Yeah. I'm acting like I'm a math genius here. I, just stra- I straight up have it on like a document. He's just guessing. So yeah, yeah, they shot twenty seven point six percent in Saturday's game from beyond the arc. And George Hill, he was four four. George Hill is. I told you this guy can be something special. I think I covered that. In he can be podcast. special. <laughs> he has the ability to make plays, and he is a good veteran leadership for some yeah, of our younger is. guards. He's can he was I think he was even the 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 he Riverwind points. the Riverwind player of the game yeah he was even the Riverwind Spirit Casino he was a player of the game he was I mean player Chris of the game. Fisher said it but um I don't really know if he's gonna shine like in in the Jazz game maybe I think he's gonna have his he's gonna have his moments for sure so yeah so I mean just going back to like a key player maybe you could keep your eye on George Hill he could stay uh pretty hot but George Hill was really the only bright spot from three. In our previous game, I think SGA was one of six. Baisley was one of five. I already told you about Poku. <laughs> Happy birthday to him! He shot a six from three. <laughs> Yikes! But um, yeah, I think that should that should be a point of emphasis. Really, I mean, if we're just gonna break down why that is, the looks that we were getting, I think it started with just how SGA was playing and Dort too. Both of those played thirty plus. Both those guys played thirty plus. And SGA was in full-on attack mode. It was drive-in, drive-in, drive-in. And same with Dort. Like, he had the wide-open corner threes. Dort needs to shoot the ball when he, he needs, has this chance. Because yeah. he, he proved in that game seven he can yeah. make shots. He totally can. But, uh, he was just being too passive, and I think SGA was too. So you need to be willing to take those shots. And it will if they are able to get the three-ball going, it opens up so much of this Thunder offense. We're going to see backdoor cuts. We're going to see... Post-ups from Horford. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, I think that, like, if you're making that three, I mean, there's we have nothing to lose this year. I mean, yeah. it's not like we have, like, any expectations. So, heaven forbid we miss a couple threes like we did in that game. We still got the win at the end of the day. But I think that we, I mean, those open shots, some of them might go down. And that's more points on the board instead of running in to a guy like Bismack Biombo or somebody like that. Well, we don't got Bismack Biombo this well, run it. Well, <laughs> run, I mean, we got Rudy Gobert, yeah. who's a, a lot better version of a Bismack Biombo. Um, if if you're running in, I mean that should that might just get blocked. And instead of when you're shooting wide open shots, those those shots have the tendency to go in. Absolutely. I mean, defenses are trying to sag off on guys like Dorton Diallo, but they need to shoot. And SGA, we know he can create his own shot. Just shoot the ball. I mean, the game winner was a 
21 he graded his own. Yeah. yeah, he graded his own he shot. He broke some ankles safe. too. I like it. Yeah, so he, he played really well there. I think um, we just need to be willing to shoot the three ball. And if we do, I mean, we should be in a pretty solid spot. Um, I think that really when we're talking about, like, if we're driving in, Rudy Gobert is an absolute monster right now. I mean, we he's like one of the best shot blockers in the entire NBA. It's not like, you know, you mentioned Bismack Biombo. It's not like we're driving in on Bismack Biombo 50 times a game. We're we're going against like debatably one of the one of the greatest centers of the current time. Maybe defensively. I think shot blocking. Whoa, I mean he missed, <laughs> he missed a wide open layup. I mean he or dunk or I don't even did you see that clip? I did not. No, uh, he didn't. Well, he was trying to shoot a layup, and he completely airballed it. Oh, well, I mean, luckily, we're talking about his defensive side. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good on defense. So, I do think we just need to stretch the ball out. I want to see maybe Poku out there a bit. Uh, Kenrich Williams, I liked what I saw. Justin Jackson, I'm shocked. I hate to go off track, but I'm, I'm really shocked that he he stayed on the team above Jacks, Frank Jackson when he like didn't even play in the season opener. So maybe he plays some sort of minutes. I mean, he's a stretch four. I do think we need to see the ball go in from beyond the arc. Maybe Justin Jackson gets called in. We can see what he does there. But um, yeah, I think just three-point-wise, we need to be stretching out. Maybe Muscala gets a good amount of run, things like that. Now, the second point, I think interior defense is a real key to this game. Defense in general. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. we got Donovan Mitchell and you got Rudy Gobert, arguably one of the best duos in the league. Yeah, maybe. I think, I mean, we saw Mitchell, like he was even a rookie, he was killing us um, early on in that, that playoff series back in 2018. But I do think really we need to key on this interior defense um, because, look, Rudy Gobert is completely different than Bismack Biombo, and Biombo was really their only center um on the hornets in our opener like cody zeller is out he was out for that game and he's going to be gone for weeks i believe so they were kind of shorthanded at the center spot so it really didn't matter that much that we also kind of run small ball stuff i think we're going to pay a bigger price probably in this game versus utah because they have rudy gobert who's one of the best centers in the league and then off the bench I mean, they have Derek Favors, who, I mean, he's more of like a four, but he also plays at the five. So he's splitting time at the four and the five. And our backup center is Mike Muscala. I think Mike Muscala is good. I don't know about I don't know about on the defense. Yeah, I mean, he's shown his his, uh, sights on offense for sure in the past. We've seen him go lights out from three in the past. It's just defense is questionable with that guy. And uh, if he's, I mean, if he worked uh, well in the offseason, like he was posting on his stories and all that, um, if he improved on defense, that'd be a great sight to see. Yeah. So as Nick was saying, I think Muscala um, on the defensive end, I think it's a bit of a question mark. I mean, he's not terrible, but when you're going to be playing significant minutes, I'd assume against a guy like Derek Favors, who really has this game structured around like the mid range to inside shot. It's not like you're seeing him popping it from 25 feet out or anything. So yeah. it's going to be a real test for him. And then even guys like Darius Baisley, if they ever throw out a lineup, I mean, they have Royce O'Neal as a starting power forward right now. If Derek favors is the power forward in a lineup with um, Rudy Gobert, I mean, it's going to put some pressure on Baisley as well, because I mean, Baisley's only six foot eight. I think, 
I don't know how much favors weighs, but I'll tell you what, that man looks... 225, 230. Well, I don't know, but this man looks super strong. He so does. I he think He is strong. He's yeah. shown in the past he can back down the thunder. And... Yeah, so I think um, favors does have that advantage. I think he'll be able to get inside on a guy like Baisley. Baisley stood up pretty well. I mean, he was doing a decent job contesting P.J. Washington's shots in the opener. So it's going to be a real test for him. I just think really... It's going to come down a lot to if we can silence guys like Gobert and Favors inside with people like Horford, Baisley, Muscala, and whoever we throw out at that four spot. One dude, I mean, Isaiah Roby didn't play in our opener. Yeah. Maybe he could be called on because he's a, he's a defensive specialist. Maybe you could try him out. He's not that bad in the interior. Are there any other key things to the game that you have? Or? Key points yeah. I, I might have is we, we got we to gotta limit the turnover. Limit the turnovers. The turnovers yes. were ridiculous. I don't know if you guys watched. I'm assuming you guys did. But that last two minutes of the game, we just were giving them the ball. It yeah. was outrageous. I believe it was five. Five turnovers five in the last six. two. I remember the number five, too. Yeah. Um, I think I heard five. Um, five five turnovers in two minutes is just outright. We just were handing them the ball. Like they might as well just like we might as well just be throwing the ball to them at that point. Giving it to them on a platter. I mean, we yeah. were up. What were we up? Thirteen at the. At yeah, up thirteen. Thirteen with a minute fifty nine left or something. A minute fifty, and we almost blew it. Which I mean, if you're if you're if you're new to Thunder basketball, that's something that we're that we're good at doing is blowing games. Um, uh, gotta be all pessimistic, Mike. Goodness. No, I mean we're also good at coming back, as we saw last year with our 25, 26 point comebacks. Yeah, um, we're good at blowing leads, and we're also good at coming back. So uh, yeah, it's just the turnovers we gotta watch because I mean, how many we had like 16, we had seventeen, 17 turnovers. turnovers. We was, need to silence those down. We it, need to be down in the range of ten at the most. Yeah, I, I think, mean it'd be nice to be playing with games where we have less than ten. Uh, I think we may have a couple of those this year. Um, we just need to be smarter. I know we're a young team, uh, but some of those were stupid turnovers. Yeah, I think um, I think SGA had around five. I'm not sure exactly how many uh, Teo Maladon had. I think it was like as many points as he scored. I think he scored. Yeah, Teo like, was a little bit disappointing. Well, you know, and we can go back and forth. I think really it's just due to him being in a wrong rotation. He yeah. had four turnovers for anyone wondering, by the way, in that opener. So. I mean, four turnovers for him. Then, as we said, SGA, I mean, he, he was having a bit of issues with those five turnovers. I think those will be limited with rotations. I it's, think, part, it's part of a new team yeah. being young. Yeah. Uh, it's just growing pains that we have to go through as fans. Yeah, so I think those wrinkles will be ironed out in our second game. I think it's going to be more polished, and obviously the Utah Jazz are a bit, you know, better i I'd, I'd, I'd say they are better yeah. overall i mean yeah. when you come to the key matchups they do have the advantages um with, with their star players yeah over us yeah so it's gonna be a bit more of a tough test i'm i'm really excited for it though i'm optimistic I'll, too i mean it's gonna be it's our first double header of the year or not double header or back to back correction yeah, yeah. um we're, we're going uh we're we're, we're we're coming into a harder game, and then we're going into a little bit of an easier game against the Magic. So I'd like to give our hearts out tonight and then keep enough in the tank to steamroll the Magic tomorrow. Absolutely. So what final score do you expect to see from... Personally, yeah. I got to go with the Jazz on this <laughs> really? one. Really? I got to go with the what? Jazz. Unfortunately, it's just due to the key matchups. I'm going one... 
114 to 110 Jazz, unfortunately. Wow, so you have it being like a super-duper close game. Well, like I, right I, down I do, but it, the thing is is that it, the, the Gobert against Horford, that's that's my biggest red flag. And then the Donovan Mitchell versus an SGA. We know, we know Spider-Man can can shoot and all that yeah, good stuff. he's and an that's, absolute baller. That, that's, that's my main concern for the game. Um, it, if I had to say, I mean – like I said, 114 to 106 to 110, somewhere in there. You said 114, 110, right? Well, yeah, 114, 106, somewhere in there. Oh, so he just lowered it down. He just well, knocked I us mean, down a peg. Wow. I mean, looking at the I, – I am a true Thunder fan. Uh, but the thing is, it's just looking at these matchups. We're a young team, and I, I just don't know if we can pull it off. Yeah, they, I mean, they're, they got a ton of veterans on our squad. I think we only have six returning guys. So I guess it does make a little bit of sense. Whenever I was thinking, like, what kind of score – I'd see here. I mean, the Utah Jazz, even through their preseason and the regular season, they have scored above 110 every single game. So I think the trend will continue. I think they have a lot of scores, like really just everywhere on their team, specifically Mitchell. I think Clarkson's due for a solid game. I have it been 124 to 113. I think. Who do you have winning, though? I have the Jazz winning 124 yeah. to 113. I think that, I mean, they just have a ton of offense going. I think that, I mean, this will be a good learning game for it's us. It's a test for us. Yeah, it's, and, a, it's and, a good and test. And if we're able to prove ourselves, that means that we might be able to make a further push into this year. Yeah. And that's yeah. something that I'm excited to see. I'm, I'm not putting down the Thunder in any way by saying they're not going to win. It's just that, like, it's a test, and I don't know how good we're going to do on the test. Okay, maybe they ace a test and just surprise maybe everybody. I think it, yeah. I think if they get hot from the three, that's when you could see us like actually potentially winning this game. Yeah, I we, just have, think, we have to make our shots and limit our mistakes. Is what we have to do. Yeah, I just think the Jazz are a more experienced team. I think we may have you know just some struggles. I think maybe for that Magic game we'll have a bit of a better game plan. But other than that, guys. Um, we got nothing for you. We really appreciate you all listening to the podcast. We'll make sure to get out a uh, game summary. Summary, and we're also going to do a game preview, game of, the preview Magic, of the Magic which game. Which is on my birthday. I cannot wait to join you guys for that one. Yeah. That will be a blast. Um, thanks for watching, y'all. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you see this. Make sure to leave it a positive review. Uh, we, we thank you for watching, and until next time, take care. See ya.